0: This Gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Without any shadow of doubt, you are faithful. Whatever you say you will do, you do. Once again, we pray you will show yourself strong, show yourself mighty, do us good today. When we are living here, let every one of us be able to say, indeed, I have encountered the Lord. We thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Please turn with me to Isaiah 35, we will spend time praying and possibly pray for people today as well. So please get ready for that. So I just share this with you very quickly. Isaiah chapter 35, and I take verses 3 and 4. Strengthen the weak hands, and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Hallelujah. The mandate the Lord has given me for today is verse 3. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. We all know that in a family, there are always those that are weak and strong. And it's not even a permanent position. The one who is strong today may be weak tomorrow. So when God says, "Strengthen the weak hands and firm up the feeble knees, I sincerely believe he's talking to every one of us. Maybe you are there now, or maybe in a short while from now, you may be there. Romans chapter 15 verse 1 says, We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. But Moses' hand became heavy, Exodus 17 verse 12. So they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and Ur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. That tells me even the strong can sometimes be weak. Great man Moses was weak and needed his hands to be strengthened. I pray every one of us here we will be strengthened, and we will be sure footed in Jesus' name. So verse 3 above can only be fulfilled with verse 4. That is, how do we strengthen? How do we get strengthened and sure footed? Is by saying to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. So point number one: be strong and do not fear. The Lord asked me to tell you: be strong. And do not fear. The 32nd, the 32nd president of the United States of America, Franklin Roosevelt, says, we have nothing to fear but fear. We have nothing to fear but fear. I can tell you confidently that the believer's number one enemy is fear. And this fear always springs from unbelief. Truly and indeed, I need to tell you, we all fear. You agree with me? And fear happens to be the opposite of faith. And without faith, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, it is impossible to please God. And so if you are not pleasing God, what are you doing? (laughs) So the issue of faith is very central. And the Bible does not spare at all on this issue of unbelief. In actual fact, unbelief is very horrible. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, Hebrews 3 verse 12, he says, it an evil heart. Beware, brethren, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So I pray that this evil heart will not be found in any one of us in Jesus' name. Unbelief is both a state of mind and an evil spirit. I've not got time and sometime I believe is being stirred in my heart. We need to sit down and really discuss this issue of faith and unbelief. But today my mandate is to tell you that just be strong and do not fear. Unbelief is both a state of mind and a spirit. In Mark chapter 9 verse 24. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. This man had two spirits dwelling in him. I believe. Help my unbelief. And when he said, Lord, help my unbelief, started, it was actually saying, Lord, relieve me. That's the original for that help. Relieve me of my unbelief. And so that's why I stand here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. As he's changing you and I to have a change of mind so that we will not dwell in unbelief, I also stand to cast out that spirit of unbelief. It's a demon spirit. Whether it recites or hovers around the head of repression in an oppressive manner or a suppressive manner, it must be cast out. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we shall walk in faith. It's so difficult for us to get anything from God without faith. I wish we can. Sincerely, I wish we can. I wish we can turn things around and say, you know, Lord God, I don't have it, but do it anyhow. Somehow he has committed himself to say, no, I won't. Unless you have faith. And he's not actually asking for big faith. That's why he said if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, which means he knows that everyone can have that quantity of faith. John Boyan listed about 25 <laughs> contrasts between faith and unbelief. You know John Boyan? The man that wrote the Pilgrim's Progress, one of the classical writers of old. And he lists about 25 differences. I just copy them. I won't give you 25. See where I can stop. Uh, just listen carefully. Um, I can point you to where you can get them, but it speaks for itself. Number one, it says, faith sees more in a promise of God to help than in all other things to hinder. Did you, see, did you hear that? Faith, Faith sees more. In the promise of God to help than in all other things to hinder on the other hand unbelief sees more in the things that hinder than in God's promises so in every situation you have things that help you have things that hinder and so the difference between the person of faith and the person, and we're all presented with the same thing. We're all presented with circumstances in which there are things that will scare you. There are things that would be screaming at you. It can't be done. It won't happen. And in that particular situation that things are screaming at you, there are things that, tiny there may be sometimes, that is telling you it can work out. Now, the person of faith, we focus, we somehow have his mind tuned to focus on the things that can help rather than things that can hinder. That's just the difference between faith and unbelief. And one can choose which one one decides to follow. I'll give you another one. Maybe number three. Faith gives comfort in the midst of fear. Faith gives comfort in the midst of fear. Did you get that? Unbelief brings fear in the midst of comfort. Some people, when everything is going on well for them, you know what they say? I think this thing is too good to be true. I've been mean, having it so easy. It's likely there's a catch. When we were in part four in the, in the, in the university, there was this gentleman who's been passing every exam and people were feeling left, right, and center. And so he decided to say, I think this is thing is too good to be true. Of course, the next exam he failed. He saw fear in the midst of his comfort. Let me give you another one. Faith helps the soul to wait when God defies to give. And many of you are in that situation here. God seems to be delaying, but faith will help your soul to keep waiting. Whereas, unbelief takes the huff. (laughs) If God makes us study, Most of them is written um, in Old English, but I hope you're getting it. Another one says, faith makes great body light, unbelief makes light body heavy. Just as the other one I mentioned, faith lifts us up when we are down, but unbelief throws us down when we are up. And when we talk about this in a bigger sense, I would need to talk to us about skepticism and cynicism. You know, it's very common amongst believers. We don't know it. You know, and sometimes we take it as a badge of honor. Oh, no, I know, I, 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 and before we know it, I, I look carefully. No, I, I don't just fall for it. Yeah, don't fall for anything. But don't then have a heart that is so hard that even the most obvious things for you to believe, you started questioning. Some people, they can question. Some people, they wake up in the morning, they question their own name. Chris, oh, am I sure I'm Chris. You know, they're so used to be so skeptical. Everything must be questioned. You know, in this world, you you can't trust anything. And before you know it, that spirit of unbelief might begin to hover over the person's head. And before you know it, it can begin to oppress. Faith brings us near to God when we are far from him. Of course, unbelief puts us far from God even when we are near to him. When this house today, I hope unbelief is not making you to be far from me. I've stopped there. I can go on and on. Amen? This checklist will help us bring us to focus on what is right. It's to bring us focus. As a lady that says, Elizabeth Moore, she has a ministry in the United States called Living Proof Ministry. You can check that Living Proof Ministry. is it's called Beth Moore. Um, i I do have some of these quotes but one of the many quotes that i have i I got this one that i think will be useful for us he said let the truth and i I will leverage on that for the next few things i will say he said let the truth scream louder to your soul than the lies that have been infecting your soul amen to that everybody let the truth scream louder Let the truth scream louder that you can make it. Let the the truth scream louder that you are not a failure. Let the truth scream louder that things can turn around. Let this truth scream. It's a bit of tongue tie. Let the truth scream. Amen. And one important truth to receive. One important truth to receive. And this is how I put it. God is more interested in your success than the devil can ever be in your failure. You see, we keep thinking that we are just left to the whims and caprices of the devil. That you know what? God just saved me and left me. The devil is there, fight your way through. No, 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 no. God is more interested in you succeeding because you are his investment than the devil who has a fleeting desire in you only to hit God. All the devil is doing is that if he hurts you, he's hurting God. So, but God, he has the direct interest and investment in you. So, his own is not a spiteful thing. The devil is only spiting and spite can only go thus far. If you will just believe that, it will lighten everything for you and I. That as I will wake up every morning and believe that in spite of my struggles, in spite of my weakness, in spite of my failure, God is interested in me. And there are a few things that make me to say that with all confidence. Number one. Because the intensity of desire is on your side, the intensity of desire is on your side. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter chapter three verse nine b. Second Peter three nine b. So God has an intense desire; he has a great heart. And these are the things that make people to have faith the paradigm you run with things that keep running in your head things that you need to repeat until you say faith is not magic faith is work that seems to be contradictory and the work of faith is to believe sometimes they ask the lord jesus christ he said what is the work of god that we can do did you read that in your bible he said this is the work of god to do what to believe <laughs> So work is actually faith. The main work is and believe you me, believing can be work. Oh, thank you. Can be a big work to, to believe. And the work is required is that you continually condition your mind. You continually believe what is right. Because everyone is subject unto various strains in our thoughts. The intensity of desire. If you keep that in your mind, that God passionately. Intensively want you to succeed until you believe it, no matter what the devil throws at you, you begin to see changes. Another thing that I see is that intensity and superiority of power is on your side. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke 10:19. So, the intensity and superiority of power. God has an intensive desire as well in addition to a superiority of power that is working on your side. And number three, very quickly, intensity, superiority, and longevity of commitment is working for you. Intensity, superiority, and longevity of commitment is working for you. It says don't love money. Be happy with what you have because God has said, I will never abandon you or leave you. Never. That is quite some long-term commitment. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mortals do to me? Hebrews 13 verses 5 and 6. All right, so strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feebleness. So how will that be done? We say number one, be strong and do not fear. Number two, he asked me to tell you that he will come and save you. He will come and save you. He will come. He will come. The old cry of, it is not fair. We soon be mute. To you, God may be slow. But he says, don't talk too soon. Because I will show up quicker than you can imagine. Yeah. Keep your heart ablaze and believing in him. You won't come to this house and live dejected in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Because I've trusted him to speak to your heart. I'm not depending upon my words. I'm depending on the spirit of the living God who is touching hearts here and giving you hope where you came in here without hope. He will come and save you. He will save from the hands of oppressors. The nation of Israel, while they were under the Egyptian oppression, they felt like God will never come. But one day, the scriptures tell us In Exodus chapter 2 verse 23, then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. I'm not sure they were crying to God. They just probably cried out. Oh, this pain is too much. The Bible never said they prayed to him. They probably cried out. And the Bible said later on that God remembered this covenant and just had pity on them. Even their deliverer had given up. Moses, that was. Because in verse 21, the Bible says, before it says that in verse 23 of chapter 2, it said, then Moses was content to live with the man which was Jethro, and he got married there. He gave Zipporah his daughter, and verse 22, he said, he started having children. Deliverer has given up the work of deliverance. And how many times in our lives, that even people that are supposed to help us, they're giving up, but God will never give up on you. Yeah. Oh, you know, that very precious part of the Bible to me, Second Timothy chapter 4, beginning from around verse 7 to verse 8, he said, at my second appearing, he said, everybody forsook me, my, oh my. He said, but the Lord was with me. He was saved from the hand of oppressors. Oppressors in the workplace, bullies even within the family setup you think god is not interested in those little details you think he's only interested in your heaven and until we begin to see him interested in those things faith may not be as strong as it ought to be he says from danger in matthew chapter 14 verse 22 i probably start reading from verse 22 it's supposed to be 22, to 33 matthew 14 let me just read a few verses there he says from there. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat, and they go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, verse twenty-three. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Did you get the sequence of events? Did you get the sequence of events? It's a story, and I want to carry you along. Amen. Jesus was preaching. After he, was, he finished preaching, there were three divergent ways. Three people, three sets of people went. The people went back to town. Amen. Jesus went back to the mountain to pray. His disciples went across the sea to the other side. And I've been there before. You know that sea. It's not just the sea, it's a lake. Actually, Lake of Galilee. They call it sea. You know. Praise God for that. And so everybody went their way. But listen carefully. This is where I'm going. And when he ascended Moses away, he went up, verse 24 now. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 25, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. (laughs) Do you think that was a stunt? He knew they were in trouble. He was on the mountain. He hasn't got any boat to get to them because he wanted on the sea. He couldn't swim. But the passion in him drove him to the extent that he started walking on the water to reach them. And you are telling me he doesn't care. Doesn't stunt, That was the only way he could get to them. He just had to reach them. But that went turn is a big story, Jesus walk on water. No, that was not the story. The story was that Jesus cared. He saw in the spirit that these guys are struggling. He saw in the spirit that they needed help. And he decided that he must be there to physically help them. Of course, many other things happened in the midst of that. A thousand ways he could have done it. He could have spoken to the wind, but they would not know. But I want to tell them that I love you guys. And I will always come and save you when you are in trouble. And verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a ghost. That's a very funny one, isn't it? Uh, and and they cried out for fear. They were afraid of their problem. Solution came, they were afraid. You know, many of us were like that. Even when God is giving you a solution, you are afraid. Oh Lord. And and Lord said, calm down, calm down. I'm working something out. It seems to be getting harder. He said, No, no, no. He said I can't. So it seems that on all sides. But he has promised he will come and save you. He's coming. He is coming. It says, from embarrassment, Matthew chapter 17, 24 to 27. I read the New Living Translation. On their arrival in Capernaum, please listen carefully to the scripture, because faith comes by hearing. I hear the word. Stories don't bring faith. It's the word that brings faith. I was reading my Bible this week. Believe you me, I read something. I can't share it. It's personal to me. I read something. I nearly jumped. And that's changed my attitude for, it's going to change my attitude forever. Just one verse. I just read, it just jumped at me. All the stories in the world will not make that difference. There is an inherent power in the word of God. This is inherent. It's life itself. Said The word that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. I beg of you in the name of Jesus, make the Bible your best friend. It's not by error that it's the commonest and the cheapest book in the world. There's a reason for that. So that on the last day it will not be said that I didn't have a copy. If there are people that are nearly, not nearly, always risking their lives to take the Bible to the parts of the world where there is not. God so put fire in them. Reading a book, now it comes to the um, God's Adventurer, you know, by a man I, I, I knew, Stuart, Stuart Winsor. And what guys go through, just to take the Bible, just for God to be able on the last day to say to everybody, you have what it takes to have faith. If you don't, it's left to you. May I respectfully say, how many, person, how, many how many, people in this room uh, who do not have a copy of the Bible in your house? How many have two? Three. I mean, if I can go to ten. I, if I should start talking about five and above, how many have five? We probably say about three. How many have ten Then you see most people? I'm driving it home harder still. I beg of you, let the world be your best friend. Amen unto everybody. On the arrival in Capernaum, the collectors of the temple, temple tax came to Peter and asked him, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does. Peter replied, then he went into the house, Peter that was, but before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him. He probably saw them moving outside and, I say, and probably saw through the window and said, oh, these tax, tax people are you know, tax man, Tax men will never, be, will never be popular. It's not a new thing. And so, if, and so don't, don't, just don't hate them because the Bible says hatred is the same. You have the right not to like them. But they're getting better now. I mean, how I many of you have gotten a check recently? They do send checks from time to time. They could be good. Hallelujah. Ah, fantastic. So, anyway, the taxman came to Jesus as well. Amen. And it wasn't very popular with Jesus and his disciples. He said, Jesus then asked him, What do you think, Peter? Do kings tax their own people or the people they have conquered? They tax the people they have conquered. Peter replied, Well then, Jesus said the citizens are free verse 27 however we don't want to offend them jesus was speaking so go down to the lake and uh, throw in a line open the mouth of the first fish you catch and you will find a large silver coin there take it and pay the task you will not be embarrassed i say you will not be embarrassed shame will be very far from you in the name of jesus And I speak not only to your soul by the special grace of God; I'm speaking to your spirit, and it will come alive. So you are the verge of incredible embarrassment. The Lord has showed up for Peter and all his troop; He will also come and help you in the name of Jesus. And finally, He says from sin and hellfire, "Hallelujah!" When Jesus came by to Zacchaeus in chapter five of Luke. Um, was I just at, I said, anyway and called him by name Zacchaeus he said quick come down I just you don't worry I must be a guest in your home you know the rest of the story I just got in the part and that day in verse 9 he said, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son above all things salvation comes with Jesus amen he saves from sin and hellfire. if you have been saved you better rejoice irrespective of the state in which you are, your physical state, your health state, even your moral state, just rejoice, that salvation will pull you in the right place eventually. You will make it. He will come and save you. And if you have not known that genuine salvation, you can know it today in the name of Jesus. That's his number one job. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save those that are lost. He's still in the business of saving. He did it for me 33 years ago. 35 years. And since then, my life has never remained the same. And I can boldly say, the greatest thing in all my life is knowing Jesus. It is sweet to know him. Incredible things that I could not do, I find his grace to do. Incredible things I could not stop doing, I find the grace to stop doing them. When He came to my life, struggle, Oh, the day you know Jesus, will our struggle be over? Of course not. Will you had the grace to overcome the struggle? Of course you will. Will you sometimes stumble? Of course you will. Will you get up again? Of course you will. Will you get better? Definitely you will get better. Will it look so dark? Sometimes of course it will. Will he shock you by turning everything around suddenly? Of course he will do so. He hasn't changed. That's the essence of you know, is that when I was studying, I, this came to my mind. Somewhere in the Bible, it said, it's, it's a body you have given me. It's the prophecy about Jesus Christ. This is a little bit theological, but I think you can benefit from it. Listen carefully. I'll try and make it a little bit simple. it said, a body you have given me. Jesus Christ was God. You know that, and he's God. He came to the earth as, as man, isn't it? So when Jesus came, God fashioned a body for him. Now, that body was like a garment put upon a pure spirit. But that garment was a filthy garment because his flesh was like my flesh. flesh. And so with that flesh that was filthy, he had to maneuver in such a way that it does not contaminate himself. That was quite some deft movement. That since you are wearing from top to bottom, everything is filthy but maybe I just spare your hands like that. And so he will, he, will, he, said, he, said, he said, he who shall ascend to the mantle of the Lord? He that has a clean hands and a pure heart. So his heart was pure, his hands were pure. But throughout, he must make sure that as he was walking because his flesh, because he was tempted in every form as you were tempted, yet without sin. So he was given a body while he had a pure spirit. But you had that body, but you have been given a spirit. You've been given a pure spirit. And so, at the end of the day, put side by side, as, you know, the legal people will say, pasu. you and Jesus, you are, you are the same. He came with a good spirit, but was given a filthy body. You came with a filthy body, but you were given a good spirit. But you overcame, you will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. He asked me to tell you he will come and save you. And God's will, when he says will, can be a nanosecond. It can be. It's human will that we worry about. Oh, he says will. When will the will be will? For God, the will could have been yesterday. Because before the foundation of the earth, Jesus was slain. The mistress of the kingdom of God. When he says he will come and save you, that means you have been saved already. That is, you have been delivered. There only remains for you to be manifested. It will manifest. it will manifest. And you'll be delivered in the name of Jesus. Before we begin to pray, I want us to just sing a particular song. I want us to sing a particular song. Some of you, will know it's an old 1995 integrity song. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you will take the chorus later, but they, they will play the tracks with it and everything. Are you ready? Just go. Okay. Very good. He will come and say, "You know it, but faith." Very good one. Say to those who are fearful-hearted, "Do not be afraid." The Lord your God is strong you can stand up and mighty. Just, just let's follow it. When you sing it along if you want to. But take it the words very well. He will come and say, I begin to personalize it. He will come and say, He will come and save me. Say to the women, in the name of Jesus, Lord, he comes. He will come and, and save you. He will, he will come, come and, and save you. you. Lift up your eyes, you will arise week, he, he will, will come, come and, and save. Don't lose your faith, don't lose your faith, The oh, Lord your God oh, is strong, me. with his loving arms, when you come on his name, we think we find our time. He will arise again he will come and save and the condition is that be strong and do not fear so we will take this first prayer point and we pray it in a confessional manner as we do you will say Lord I heard you clearly Amen. please in your name and by your power, by your power I, hereby I hereby bury my fear. I take that again. Because I know that the fear that has been driving us, that we cannot stand up to tell others, but we're just putting up the front, that all is well, everything is dory, but deep within, we are shaking, we are, we are in serious trepidation and, and, and fear and meltdown. Today, fear will go. So we say, Lord, I heard you clearly. Please in your name and by your power, I hereby bury my fear. My faith shall rise now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and your confession shall be your possession. As you begin to stand, Lord, I bury my fear. I bury my fear. Oh yes, we all do have our fears, don't we? But Lord, none of this fear is hid from you. As much as we try to think that we have overcome them, they pop up from time to time. But my fear is buried today in the name of the Lord. It is buried, it is buried, it is buried in the name of Jesus. And faith is rising from the inside of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. As chapter 4, verse 28 says, the apostles, they prayed. And where they prayed, shook. Many a times in our generation, if we are to see what the first of the early church saw, we need to do what the early church did. They prayed with passion. And there are no time for personal meditative prayer. Of course there are. But there are also times when, as a people, we must lift up our voices and there must be a synergy. In physics, they call it amplification. When two wavelengths of the same, when two, two waves of the same wavelength meet together, they double immediately. If there are whatever people, 200, 300 people in this room, or whatever number, you can imagine the amplification of our prayer. If we all will lift our voices in heaven, they count numbers. He said, I saw an angel, I saw a choir in heaven singing. He said, There are a thousand times a thousand times thousand plus thousands of thousands. He said, They were singing as the voice was like the sound of many waters. Even the man that was singing, he said, what a choir, numbers count in heaven. Let's leverage number in this room. Because in the moment before, if, if we made there a better conducive, what the Lord promised, is going to do mighty things here today. He's a God of sign and wonder, he's a God of power don't let anybody deceive you about that the kingdom of God has suffered violence but the, the violence has taken it by force I want us to take the next one and that has to be with the unbelief we talked about before you will take the third and the fourth one and then if the Lord gives us two more minutes we can then minister to people and read it first then we take it together then with amplification of our hearts I'm no, it should not be your voice alone, but let your heart be there and you can stir your heart up he said, I command the spirit of unbelief to come out of me now, to depart from around me, to get far from me, in the name of Jesus. We say, together we say, in the, Jesus, in, the Jesus, I the in the name of Jesus. I command the spirit of unbelief to depart from me. Have no influence over my life. From this moment forward, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Unbelief, I have nothing to do with you wheresoever you have been tormenting me and trying me making me many a times not to see the bigness of what you plan to do through my life not to see thousands of souls being saved in this city being skeptical, being cynical about the mighty power that you have to save so, and i have been filled with unbelief Lord today you demon of unbelief get away from me depart from my life I see the vision of God clearly. I will see the promises and the counsel of God. Oh, your own is a need for financial breakthrough. Your own is a healing in your body. Your own is a progress in one area or another. Call upon Him. The power to do it is here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Spirit of unbelief, we cast you down right now. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. As you take note of them, you can continue to pray about them. Now, this one, I hope there won't be a hush in the room, but it's not going to be a confessional prayer because this is what it's all about. You will ask for big things now. Remember, it saves from oppressors. It saves from danger. It saves from embarrassment. It saves from eternal damnation. Now, when you are praying, don't be selfish in your prayers. And also don't be stupid. You understand that? Good. Being stupid means that you completely forget your own need. And you are praying for others. That's not being clever. And also be selfish. There are people around you. And that's when I say ask for big things. I will leave us about two, three minutes. Whichever way you want to pray it, pray silently, pray it loudly, pray it passionately. Let your heart pray anyhow. Amen. And just call on him. Say in the name that's above all. That big thing that you need, God of heaven and earth, is more than able to supply it. Over the din of my voice, cry unto him. Is God? Ask for big things. Remember, we've dealt with fear, we've dealt with unbelief by the special grace and mercy of God, but you can ask for something big, something really, really, really big that we come back here and testify that it will be obvious it is the lost dream and we shall all say it is marvelous in our eyes. Ask for something that could not ever have happened by chance, something that could not have ever happened by your own No manipulating the situation, it has to be God. Ask now, ask now, ask now. I'm offering you that cover so that you can have the liberty to pray as you want to. Oh, yes, it's possible for you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, Holy Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, divine, Holy Spirit, our God, you are here. Show yourself mighty. Show yourself powerful. Hear the cry of your people right now. Your word is true. You said, I will come and save you. And we have no doubt when you say it. You will do it. Save, oh God. That person, oh God, who is so tired and about concerning their job and finances. This is the week. This is the week. This is the week. He says, I will come. And he is coming. He will save. He will save. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you. Yes, take another minute. Take another minute. This is just a time for people of God to pour their hearts unto Him. He's a merciful God. There is a cry in my heart. The burden shall be lifted in this room, my daddy. There is a cry in my heart. The sorrows shall be dealt a permanent blow in the life of the people this morning, into this afternoon, Lord. Do something special, Daddy. Yes, Lord. He will come and save you. Hold on to the word. You said it, Lord. Please do it, my God. Thank you. Begin to bring your prayer to a close in the next few moments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe he has heard you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So we pray the last one confessionally and that is embolden me oh god <laughs> the difference between success and failure more often than not is confidence cast not away your confidence but they have a great recompense of reward many people are loaded with ability but they have no attitude of confidence Confidence will rise within us. People that don't know a fraction of what you know, they don't have a fraction of your gifting, but because they are confident, they are cruising. You will be emboldened in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you can't be emboldened without it manifesting and showing in your body language. And I know we can be reserved, okay to be. But I'm talking about a matter of life and death. So that's why, from this moment forward, boldness will come upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. The only prayer the disciples prayed when they were cornered was simple and straightforward. Acts chapter 4, beginning from verse 26. He said that you may grant your servants. That with boldness, boldness, boldness. It's a particular adage, it's an African adage. He said confidence is more than power or spiritual power. You know these medical things that they, you know these diabolical things they you So there are some people that because unbelievers must be confident. When confidence comes, we share the gospel more freely. We won't be afraid of people's face. You know, they look at you before, you know, just, just, just run. You will not be abrasive. You will not be obtrusive. You will not be, you know, all the sieves and whatever. But by the special grace of God, you will be bold. So you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, embolden me beginning from today. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. embolden me so that I can stand, embolden me so that I can preach, embolden me so that I can... You know, do every work of ministry, in every one of your children, Lord, so that they can stand in their ministry and in their life, calling some. Those that have been called into school work, you will be strong in that area. Those that have been called into military, possibly, called into medical, called into engineering, called into any kind of support work, receive boldness, receive boldness, receive boldness. Shall be born in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you'll be able to stand and demand what the Lord has promised you. In the name that's above our name. Receive boldness. Receive boldness right now. tayala bomo sundoriale keep praying keep praying i believe that the wave of the spirit of the lord will move in this place right now and my god and my father he will give himself an evidence in your life because boldness is a power boldness is a particular spirit and when it rests upon the person they will never remain the same yes lord yes lord yes lord Lord receive that spirit of boldness right now. Yes, Lord, and you will come back and testify, and you will declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, behold your people. Giving us the assurance that you have had us already. And I pray that your spirit will move in this place now. And touch every heart. It's a particular person, you have a long-term illness that has practically, or you know somebody that has practically decimated their finances. It's just been kind of sucking money, and you can do that by not being able to take employment, or maybe you're taking private medical care abroad or here. The Lord asked me to tell you that in the name that's above all names, you are delivered from that oppression. You are delivered from that oppression. And there will be a sudden change in your circumstance. We serve a God who speaks. It's a living God, it's not a dead God. His word is alive, and He can quicken it in the heart of people you know that person your own eye cry is that let my eyes see good and that's exactly the way you have prayed it <laughs> so god has heard you is anybody you prayed it like that if you have not don't worry yourself i don't is anybody lift up your hand if you pray like that lord let my eyes see good one person you are good so god has remembered you and i believe all of you that prayed it in another variant or another that your eyes will see good your eyes will see good <laughs> your eyes will see good you will see sorrow no more spirit of the living God envelope us envelope us tabernacle over our lives turn us around somebody here you have a persistent problem in your lineage and I know many are but the peculiarity of your own case is listen carefully Most people will tell me, yes, pastor, you know, we all have kind of all kinds of background. The Freemasonry or whatever, or any form of occultism. But the peculiarity of your own situation is that it has been skipping particular people in your knowledge. And it will pick a particular one. The Lord didn't make it any clearer. Some people, you will just take the firstborn some it will take, but whatever category you belong, the Lord says he has cancelled everything for you. And that story has changed permanently. One other thing, one other thing, and I know this is being relayed outside of here as well. You know, to many other places. One other thing is that when you have done it, so that God may be true, come and testify. And everyone will hear it. And we know that our God is the one that comes to save doesn't leave his own in the midst of the sea, doesn't leave them in the midst of the storm, if he needs to walk on water together, he will walk on water to get there. But Savior will save you. Save Savior will save you. There are many here, you don't need to even bother lifting your hand, you've been walking with your head bowed. The Lord says again, because I know it's good for that one not too long ago, again, your head will be lifted. Your head will be lifted. You will not walk in shame anymore. Thank you, Father. And finally, as many as have the faith to believe it, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying there's no one who will walk out of here. Not one. As long as you have the tiniest of all belief, no one will walk out of here without receiving something tangible from the Lord. And you will be able to tie it to this particular time that the Lord has met with us today. The 23rd of February, year 2017. Who will be the first person to testify? If you are the one, shout Hallelujah. We give you honor, Father. We give you praise. Once again, I'm glad that fear is gone. I mean, fear shall not rule our lives anymore. Unbelief has been cast away from us. And daily in faith, we shall walk with you. And Christ shall be glorified. Thank you, Father. We give you all the honor and glory. Jesus' most wonderful name, we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.